0: Hey friends, Scott Sullivan here, Discipleship Catalyst, Georgia Baptist Mission Board. Excited today to have my boss and one of my favorite friends, Dr. Levi Skipper, joining us. And we're going to talk a little bit about 2020, but a lot about 2021. And friends, as you're just joining us, getting on to the the podcast or this link, Uh, we want to make sure that you are aware that we give things away. So make sure that you drop your name and where you're watching or listening from in the uh, comment section, and we're going to be giving away some free swag at the end of this like we do every single week. Now let me remind you as well, many of you that are watching, your church gives to the cooperative program, and the reason that we're able to bring this to you often is because your church's gift and we're able to operate with those monies uh, with all of the things that happen, which giving the gospel to people, uh, reaching folks, meeting needs. But this is a, a major training tool we're able to do because you give to the cooperative program. So thank you. All right. Reminder, put your name where you're watching from and comments below here. Now, Dr. Skipper, man, thank you for being here on our uh, podcast, on our production, our broadcast today. We're excited to hear from you. Now, you've been a pastor for many years before you came to the Georgia Baptist Mission Board and was the evangelism catalyst. Now you're the church strengthening strategist. You're over the, the mothership. You are giving direction and passion and vision to that whole thing. Share with those listening, just a little bit about your journey, what brought you to the Georgia Baptist Mission Board.
1: Well, appreciate the invite, Scott, and grateful to be on with you guys. I'll tell you a couple of things. You know, I pastored two churches as a senior pastor. One was in Austell, Georgia, and the latest one was in Northeast Georgia. It's at a place called Concord Baptist Church and uh, just had an absolutely awesome time at both places, loved what the Lord did in both of those particular uh, ministries, and just enjoyed uh, seeing the Lord bring people to salvation, but also seeing people discipled in their faith being kind of turned back out and going and sharing the gospel with their friends, their family, their coworkers, just amazing to see how the Lord worked there. And, you know, God opened up a door for me to come on staff here at the Georgia Baptist mission board as the evangelism catalyst. So Thomas reached out to me. Uh, at first I was kind of like, no, man, are you kidding? Right. So I'm like, I'm enjoying what I'm doing. I love it. Uh, he pressed in a little more, I prayed about it. My wife and I, my family, uh, we, we just sensed God was calling us to this particular um uh, position. So anyway, I took that role. I did uh, evangelism as just the evangelism catalyst for uh, about 11 months, I think. And that's when I was approached and asked to you know, take over uh, the leadership strategist role. So I've been doing that now, I think for four or five months or something like that and just enjoying it, man, because I, I get the great pleasure of working with people like you, bro.
0: Man, well, listen, I'm glad you're here because there are some incredible things that have happened But listen, as you and I talk about what's going to be going on, particularly going into 2021 and beyond, um, I've never been as excited about the future of an organization or the potential to give the gospel to people and make disciple makers like what we're a part of here at the Georgia Baptist Mission Board. So thank you from the discipleship team for what you're doing, given that massive vision, which is something that we can give our life and our heart to. So thank you for doing that. Now, let me mention a, a quote to you from one of our Northeast pastors it said, he wrote, thanks for meeting with me last week to go over our church strengthening assessment. It was just the shot in the arm that I needed. Mm-hmm. So I mentioned that to you because one of the really cool things that you brought to the table for our church strengthening team was you created this this pipeline. And, and I know your heart was to make sure that no church falls through the crack, that we're contacting, that we're out there, we're resourcing, we're loving and encouraging people. And one thing that you have developed with our team is this assessment tool. Could you give just a little bit of guidance? Because there are going to be people watching right now that have not taken that church assessment tool, man. And we're going to be dropping that right now into the comments because we want every single church in Georgia, every pastor leader to take that assessment. Can you give us a little background?
1: Well, I'll I'll tell you as a pastor, you know, oftentimes when we saw some great strides in the context of the ministry uh, that I was involved in, it typically happened because somebody from the outside saw something that we really could improve on. Now, those kind of conversations that I had with individuals that maybe just sparked an idea or at least led me down the path became just exponentially helpful to me as a leader. So, what we did with the church strengthening assessment tool was try to create an opportunity for pastors really to go online. They can take this little test. Uh, It's basically, I think, 30 questions long, so it's really short. But it gives a pastor an opportunity to see his greatest opportunity for growth. And so what it will do is really provide a pastor with what the same little quote said, a little shot in the arm on, hey, you can really begin to focus now, or maybe you need to be focused on discipleship, or maybe you need to be focused on missions or evangelism or worship and music. And it just allows us as a church strengthening team here at the Georgia Baptist Mission Board uh, to better resource, to better come alongside pastors and leaders, and I would say it to you like this too, Scott. So as as a pastor, like one of the deals that I had in my mind is I wanted to see every follower of Jesus actually growing in their their walk with the Lord. Mm. So together, a system, right, so that we can kind of keep up with where people were in their walk with Christ, and we can kind of move them along. Somewhat, it sounds you know very weird, but somewhat of an assembly line, right? So we wanted to train them in these certain aspects, get them kind of having these healthy habits, so they grow spiritually. So what we did from the uh, church strengthening side was say, we're really not doing that with individuals any longer, but what we can do is we can do that with an entire church. So I just kind of mentally replaced an individual along the discipleship pathway with a whole church along a church strengthening pathway. Hmm. That's what we created for our team so that we can better see where we are as a team, we can kind of you know, put goals out in front of us, but again, to really help churches, that's our goal.
0: That's awesome, and, and it's working. Um, the last number I saw is that we actually have 478 different churches that are in this pipeline, that they're asking questions, they're getting help, they're applying different things that our consultants are sharing with them. So man, it's really incredible. Matter of fact, we've got 86 churches just in the discipleship area, that are in the apply phase, which means that they are doing, they have taken what was given to them and they're implementing that into their, their church. So, man, thanks for sharing that vision and being able to help us to move forward. Now, you mentioned yeah, something, I, I think it is
1: too, Scott, just cause I think it's slick, man. We've only been doing this for like four and a half months or five months, right? That's right. So to see just the progress that the church strengthening team has made using this very simple step has been absolutely phenomenal. And uh, your team, by the way, discipleship team is absolutely killing it because they they are not only, you know, seeing many churches take the assessment, but they're also seeing a lot of churches that are kind of surfacing saying, man, we really need some help with some discipleship. Yeah. I'm just grateful for people on your team like PJ Dunn and others who are just really investing their lives to help the local church.
0: Yeah. Shout out to PJ Dunn. He's producing for us today and the brother has COVID. He is sick, but he's still... Producing from his house, so PJ, thank you for what you're doing there. Now, uh, Doc, I'm some, I want to share. I want you to share something because you mentioned uh, a piece a while ago that I think is really important. You mentioned that it was really important to you not just to see them saved, but to get them on an intentional pathway. And part of that is mentoring. Part of that is discipling people, um, individuals, instead of just assuming if they come to church they're going to get discipled. So I know that you believe in discipleship, and you are a disciple maker. Are you discipling anybody right now? And if so, what does that look like?
1: Yeah, that's a great question, man. So one of the things that I am doing, I've got a group of guys that I I meet with every single week on Thursday evenings. So we meet on my back porch. Uh, We have moved inside now that it's gotten cold, but uh, what we do is we come in there, we share prayer needs. Well, they share about what's going on in their life. We kind of take the word of God, speak truth into whatever questions they may have but then we have a systematic way that we go through scripture. So right now we're walking through the book of revelation because that's what they wanted to do. So we're going through the book of revelation and uh, we do five chapters a week. We talk about, you know, you know, first of all, what does the text say? And then we talk about, you know, how do we apply this to our lives and then what do we really need to trust God for in Mm -hmm. order to apply these truths so it's very simple. As a matter of fact, in my mind, I'm using what's called the SOAP method, S O A P. It's been around for years, but you know, SOAP is an acronym. Yep. S is nature, O's observation was the text say. A's application. What do I need to do? And then the P in SOAP is prayer. What do I need to trust God for? So as we, that's what we're doing to disciple these guys. And I mean, I love it, dude. I I really feel like if I were not doing that, it it would um it would hurt me spiritually. That's a way for me to grow spiritually as well. And, you know, I, I talk about it in the sense of, like, I'm discipling these guys, but the, the bottom line is, man, we're all discipling one another. Good and point. that's kind of the lifeblood just for me personally. And I'll tell you, I started this when I was in college, just meeting with a group of guys. We kind of called them accountability partners back then. But really it was more of a discipleship group that we just met on a regular basis. And, uh, man, I've had that in my life ever since then just because of the impact and differences
0: made for me personally. Yeah. Well, that's good stuff that's good stuff now i want to branch from there into a tool that we're developing for 2021 that i'm super excited about uh, because we've identified several waves or upticks in interest in engagement and attendance that happen in the typical life of a church uh, we call it the ride the waves initiative can you share a little bit about that uh, because there are some people who watch and they're going to really want to know what those waves are And we're going to be given a tool that can help them.
1: Yeah, man. So it's kind of interesting. I don't know why it took me so long to figure this out when I was pastoring. But uh, as you start kind of looking back on ministry, you start seeing that there are some natural waves in attendance in the life of a church. And typically, and I saw it at both churches that I served in as as a lead pastor, but I saw it at the beginning of the year. So like, you know, everybody's making their new resolution. So they're like, we're going to go to church now. So you got a lot of people showing up in January And then we also saw, obviously, a lot of people show up for Easter. And then we typically saw a whole lot of people show back up whenever school started back in the fall. So ride the waves is the idea of, okay, if these are the three natural waves in the life of the church, how do we best leverage that opportunity for growth? And really what you can do is you can look at each wave and you can assign a different goal to each one. For example, you may say, you know, when the January waves hits, we wanna see uh, you know, three, four new uh, Sunday school classes started. So that's a goal. So now the question is, okay, how do we leverage the way that's coming in to actually get those four new classes, not only started, but also get people in those classes? Uh, same thing, you can look at Easter. We wanna see you know, X amount of people get baptized after Easter. Well, how are we going to ride that wave? What do we need to do? How do we leverage that opportunity? So the tool that we've put together really is just a list of of questions that any pastor can can take a uh, leadership team at his church through. And when they answer each of those questions that we kind of have listed out for them, they have developed a plan to help them leverage that particular wave that's coming in. And I'll be honest with you, Scott, man, I literally, that's all, that's pretty much all I did. So when I was pastoring Concord, I just looked at those three waves and I was like, with our staff and with our key lay leadership, we just talked about how we're going to ride those waves, what our goals were. And then we got the opportunity to see year over year some, some exponential growth as a result of that. And it just developed good habits in the life of your church too, man, because um, you're taking advantage of what the Lord's putting in front of you. You know, if you got a lot of fish that are going to show up, it's like put, put as many lines in the water as possible. Don't keep putting the same amount of lines in. Put some more bait out there, bro. And yeah. so that,
0: that's what Ride the Waves is all about. I love it. Playing off of the high points that are already there, trying to rather than trying to manufacture something and making it harder on yourself and for your people. Listen, I'm super excited about this, Levi, what's going to be going out there. And uh, full production, man. We're going full speed on that. Now, can you give them uh, a hint of, of, about when this is – we're going to be targeting to, to unleash this so they can maybe even, if they're excited and – and can plan on this for next year.
1: Well, so Lord willing, uh, if we have it all in the chute the way we desire, we'll be able to go really mass with this in the fall of next year. As we continue to write and put things together, uh, we'd probably be pulling some pilot churches in to actually do it with uh, before that. So it may be interesting man if we we kind of get get the idea to say, hey we want we need some pilot churches. we might just tap you guys and say,
0: do a broadcast on this thing and see who raises their hand. Yeah, love to do it. Matter of fact, we actually have that built in to the uh, pipeline for 2021, uh, not necessarily as the, you know, as a test deal, but to promote it, to talk about it, to make sure that every single person we can find gets on board with this because it's that important. Now, um, let's close with, with a thought here because we have two big, I guess you call them conferences. Typically for Georgia Baptist mission board, you have the spark conference, which in the past was go Georgia. And now it's the, the spark conference. We have Dr. Tony Evans coming, absolute hero. Uh, every time I look at that, I just think, man, how in the world did we land Tony Evans on there? So we're super excited about that. We've got two other, at least two other big names. I wish I could tell you, I just have not inked the contract. So I'm not going to throw the name out and make that mistake, but, uh, super excited about spark August 12th is coming one day event and folks will be able to buy in and they can host it at their church, their association. Now, but I'd love for you to share about the evangelism conference, because this is a huge event, huge emphasis, big name speakers and the potential for our leaders to show up at this and be engaged and inspired and encouraged and even trained is just through the roof. Can you give us maybe even what, what evangelism conferences are going to look like as people think about Man, are we even going to be able to do that face-to-face?
1: Right. Well, our goal is to do the thing face-to-face, right? So we're doing it at Central Baptist Church in Warner Robins, Georgia. It'll be the last Monday and Tuesday of the month of January. I believe that's 24 and 25. So last Monday and Tuesday of the month of January. And yeah, the way that we have this thing set up is that that you will be encouraged, there's no doubt, to, to be evangelistic. Uh, one of the things that, and I think, Scott, you can attest to this as well, but one of the things for me is evangelism and discipleship to me are so married. I, I, I can't mentally separate the two. Good word. I've got both of those together in my mind, but what we're going to seek to do not only is encourage you, but also give you opportunities to say, here's how you can train people in evangelism, which will lead to discipleship. So we do, I mean, we've always had, you know, got some phenomenal guys coming in and speak, and uh, you can catch all that evangelismconference.com. You can look at our Georgia Baptist Mission Board website. Matter of fact, I'm sure PJ can drop a, drop a link in so you can see where that is. Absolutely. But, I mean, good stuff, man. Fred Luter, I mean, Jerry Vines. We just got some great, grade A preachers coming in who have yeah. actually are getting it done and ha- have gotten it done. So I'm excited about the week. Man. Don't
0: you love that? Guys who speak who've also done it. Yeah, and right. those are the ones who carry credibility with me. So. Super excited about that. Now, real briefly, um, there are some tools that already exist out there that people may not know of. Can you share with us about No Sweat Evangelism and No Sweat Next Steps?
1: Yeah, so No Sweat Evangelism is just basically a tool that teaches people how to share the gospel in a simple fashion. And I'll tell you, Scott, it's so simple. Uh, like, this is no joke. When my daughter was eight years old, uh, she used this method to share the gospel. So this is the method that I used to train our church on when I was at Concord. So again, I had an eight-year-old daughter, she was doing it. But then at the same time I had senior adults who had never shared the gospel in their entire lives who began to share the gospel and they use this simple method. So it's something that they can grab hold of very simply, not a ton of memorization by any stretch of the imagination. That's why we call it no sweat evangelism, right? But then it leads into this concept called no sweat next steps. And really no sweat next steps is just a simple uh, way to really disciple a person, right? So for me, the way I look at a disciple is, uh, you know, inside your chest right now, you have a heart and uh, your heart has four chambers. All four chambers have to be open for you to be healthy. Hmm. Well, spiritually speaking, you have a heart as well. All right. There's four chambers for it. There's worship, reach, grow, and serve. So if I'm discipling somebody, I want to disciple them on making sure that they're worshiping, reaching, growing, and serving. And the way that we do this with No Sweat Next Steps is we teach a person how they can on their own with the Lord, worship him through prayer right? We'll just teach them with simple acronym to teach them how to pray. And then uh, when you think about reaching, we'll just ask four W questions, who, what, when, and where, who are you trying to reach? Uh, When are you going to do it? Where are you going to do it? Uh, How are you going to do it? So you get those four questions. And then the, the grow part is really the study of the scripture. And that's where we teach the SOAP method, which I've already alluded to a moment ago. Mm -hmm. And then the serve part, right? That's four W questions again, who, what, when, and where, who am I going to serve? Uh, What am I going to do? When am I going to do it? Where am I going to do it? And uh, that's just a simple tool, right? To train somebody on how to walk with the Lord. And oftentimes when I disciple people, man, that's what we do. We just teach them those four little quadrants of the spiritual heart, teach them those four simple steps. And it's pretty amazing just to see the difference that takes place in people's lives just by thinking about having these healthy habits as followers of Jesus. And uh, we've seen people grow out of it. So those are two resources that are available online. And I'm sure because PJ's tech savvy, he can put where that's located as well. Absolutely. Matter of fact, just because I think it's cool, man, uh, Sherwood Baptist Church, they just ordered 200, uh, I think it was 200, 200 books uh, of No Sweat Evangelism. You know, they're in Georgia, so I'm super pumped about what the Lord's doing there. First Baptist Snellville, I just got finished having a conversation with the pastor there who's awesome, Pastor Brian. Uh, He wants to take the No Sweat Evangelism and Next Steps and see how to actually infuse that in the life of his church. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm
0: just pumped about that as well, man. A lot of churches taking advantage of it, so it's good stuff. Awesome. Dr. Levi Skipper, thank you for being here with us. Thank you for all that you're doing. When I came to Georgia, uh, Thomas Hammond's big vision for the convention is what attracted me. to to consider the opportunity to come here. But it was people like you and Thomas and Mark Marshall that solidified and gave me the confidence and the comfort level to make the shift necessary to be here. So thank you for not just being a great leader, but being a great friend, for caring about the pastors and the churches, but also for your team that you lead. So buddy, thank you so much. Any final words that you might would say?
1: Hey, I would just say bottom line is we're grateful to serve alongside you, Scott. You're doing a phenomenal job. Your discipleship team is just really killing it, doing awesome as well. And then for everybody who's listening, uh, I think just grabbing hold of the fact that there is always a next step in the life Mm -hmm. of your family that can be taken. And sometimes you just need somebody to help you discover what that next step is. And that's what the church strengthening team is here for. We want to help you discover that because we want to see uh, your church be as healthy as it possibly can be. Because the more people you're reaching and the more people that you are discipling, uh, the, the greater kingdom impact that's going to be had. And we feel like we're winning when you're winning, right? So any way we can help you win, we feel good about that, bro. So jump on any way you can. And again, I just reiterate one great way to get started on that is look at that church assessment tool that's
0: online for you. Good word. Dr. Levi Skipper, thank you so much. Mm -hmm. Dr. PJ Dunn, thanks for producing. And for those of you who are watching and listening, thank you. And I pray that you will reinvest the gospel seed that was shared with you.